What's up, guys? Welcome into the Modern Christian Dads Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson, alongside Kelly Stevens. Hey, we're back. <laughs> That's that one, fan. one fan. And you know what's even crazy about that is that she was cheering for Rick Maynard the other day on the <laughs> Grace that Point right? Daily. That so same she's, fan? she's not faithful. Oh. Anyway. But and we know Rick. that. <laughs> Rick Maynard. I know, but we know we have all those faithful men out there with us. Listen. Holding us down, holding our back. They got our back. That's the mo- the MCD nation. Yeah, calm down, guys. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Each and every week joining us. Hey, thanks for joining the Grace Point Daily Podcast. We exist to bring you just encouragement, entertainment, talk a little God, new sports and God, couple dudes. That's what we are. So we're going to see if we can still remember how to podcast, right? Kelly Stevens. Uh, I forgot what I had for lunch. So (laughs) I was in Jamaica, had a great time there doing some missions work. And so now we're just trying to get back into the grind. Did you have a good time in Jamaica? I had a great time in Jamaica. We, we did a lot of fun things as obviously serving the children's home, AKA orphanage. We got to preach in a lot of local churches which is always a lot of fun for me and do some worship with them, some music. Uh, and But I want to take say this in the right way as to make sure no one takes this wrong. The whole time there, though, I got to admit, everything inside of me was like, man, I really wish I could be in Africa right now. <laughs> uh, and, nope. and there's elements of yeah. Africa, you know, right. and historically, et cetera, things we could talk going deep on. So there's elements that kind of feel like Africa. But then I was like, man, I just want to be in Africa. So... Yeah, that's going to be my next goal, my next game plan to get there. But anyway, for now, we come back to the American life. And we're here. (laughs) Well, let's dive in. Let's talk some news, some sports, and let's talk God. So much stuff always happening in our culture. Well, here's one that made the headline news today. Kelly Stevens, the bean at Millennial Park, Millennium Park, excuse me, cancer survivors garden at Maggie Daly Park vandalized seven people in custody. So Chicago police took seven people into custody overnight after vandals defaced the bean at Millennium Park and the cancer survivor's garden at Maggie Daly Park. Police responded to a trespassing call in Millennium Park just after midnight on Tuesday morning. Responding officers found famed artist Anish Kapoor's landmark Cloudgate, more commonly known as the bean, covered in graffiti. The taggers also defaced a memorial wall in the cancer survivor's garden at Maggie Daly Park, as well as benches and walls throughout the park. So have you been to Chicago before? I have. But have I don't, you, been, you I've, haven't I've been to the been Bean? There. No, I've not okay. been to the Bean. I have flown through Chicago many times before. Uh, I've been through there. I have driven through Chicago, but never stopped at the Bean. So very epic, very connected. Usually when people go to Chicago, they want to go to the Bean. I've never heard of the Bean. You haven't? The no. big silver yeah, no. Bean? Okay, well, yeah. you got to know this stuff, Kelly, if you're going to be it. It, with it. I'm well, from the Ozarks. I'm <laughs> barefooted most of the time. It got <laughs> defaced in uh, some graffiti. So the moral of the story is graffiti is... Bad, yes, if illegal, if illegal. I'm telling you what, uh, kudos to Chicago PD for catching these seven. I've responded myself to uh, calls where property had been vandalized and defaced, and there's nothing more frustrating for that victim and see something yeah. like that. You gotta, you gotta imagine, and that in this day and age, technology. There's a lot of cameras there. 
that would not yeah. be the ideal place to want to graffiti and get away with it, I yeah. assume. <laughs> They're not very smart. But anyway, and, uh, you know, graffiti is one of those things that's very interesting because it's actually kind of cool, but uh, it's often done illegally. Yeah, it is done <laughs> illegally if it's done on somebody else's property. You know? Right, and, right. Uh, I guess you know, the art form If you gave them like of, a little section and yeah. let them do their art, I, again, I think there are some very talented people. I, I will say that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, to, but to do it on somebody else's property is wrong and arrestable. Right. So anyway, all right. Well, the bean, hopefully they can get it all taken care of, get that spray paint off and don't do that. Okay. Just, just don't do that. That's what we're saying. Don't do graffiti. Well, we are coming up to 4th of July. So in a sense, Kelly Stevens, it's a 4th of July special for us here on the modern Christian dads podcast. So with that in mind, we got to talk about hot dogs a little bit. Absolutely. Barbecue, hot dogs, 10 brilliant ways to use left up, uh, leftover Hot dog buns. This is going to be epic. Have you ever noticed there's a conspiracy in terms of the ratio from hot dogs you purchase to the hot the hot dog buns in the bag? Yes, yes. What show was that? <laughs> there was a show that was done. Was that Seinfeld? Somebody did a, did, a uh, little did show on that. I can't remember who it was, but it was fun. And I'm not surprised because it's, it's very frustrating. So you typically have more hot dog buns than you do hot dogs at the end of your barbecue. Yeah. What do you do with these things? Because they're typically pretty cheap. Yes. I mean, I'm not the kind of person I usually get the like 80 cent ones. Yep. Not the $2 and 50 cent ones. Yeah. But I do like them if they're fresh, man. There's right. nothing better than a good hot dog bun. Amen. So, And what do you do with these leftover ones? After a few days, it's like, ew, you know? So in the mood for a dose of cold, hard reality, as long as hot dogs are sold in packs of 10 and hot dog buns are sold in packages of eight, we're always going to find ourselves with more than we need of one or the other in my family. More often than not, it's the buns. And while it's not one of the biggest problems you're apt to face in life, nobody goes into a summer cookout looking to waste food. Sure, you can absolutely use your excess hot dog buns as stand-ins for sandwich bread in a pinch, pile in chicken salad, or deli meat to your heart's content. But there are actually quite a few ways to transform them into something legitimately useful and even exciting. So here, we're going to give you some recommendations for those leftover hot dog buns from the barbecues this holiday season and the summer in general. Here we go, Kelly Stevens. Homemade croutons. Yes. French toast sticks. Yes. Breakfast bake. Oh, come on. Panzanella. I don't know what that is. I don't either. <laughs> Thickened soups. Okay. Garlic bread sticks. Yes, yes. Which I've done that one before. Yeah. And meatball binder. Yeah. Helps keep the meatballs together. I got one more to add to that. All right. Bread pudding. Bread pudding. I, you know, I think that might have been on the list. There was a, a few more. I didn't want to put them all on there. but Yeah, uh, really good. Okay, and bread pudding is? What is that? Well, it's a, uh, it's kind of like French toast. It's You uh, take your, your bread and milk and uh, cinnamon and all that, and then uh, you bake it. And okay. uh, it's it, you can make it like a, uh, almost like a little brownie kind of thing. Really, ah, really good. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, right now, I just give my leftovers to the dog. Currently, my leftover <laughs> yeah. dog buns. And they eat those up no problem. So anyway, we're going to get back to the hot dogs here in just a few seconds. But there you go. There's some tips and ideas of what to do with those leftover hot dog buns. All right. Well, this was a very interesting story. There was a massive crater that appeared overnight that was likely caused by a World War II 
bomb. Unbelievable. So, <laughs> a loud explosion in a mystery crater that appeared overnight near a German town was likely caused by a World War II bomb that detonated decades later, authorities say. The 33 feet wide and 13 feet deep crater was discovered Sunday in a field near Limburg, police say. Residents reportedly heard and felt a loud blast early Sunday, but no injuries were reported. Police said Monday that there was no indication farm equipment or other machinery caused the crater. Bomb disposal experts said with almost absolute certainty that a World War II bomb was to blame for the crater and that they believe it was dropped by a plane at the time the BBC reported. That is insane. <laughs> I just read that. I was like, well, I, I thought when I first read the headline to the story, I thought it was going to be a space alien conspiracy theory or something like that. Yeah, but yeah. wow, a World War II bomb going off. Well, and it, it makes you wonder how many things like that are just laying around right. somewhere, you know, <laughs> just waiting for the right circumstance to happen this is not totally off topic but i was watching a video one time it was on this one of the largest computers in the world in america and this computer its job one of its jobs was trying to figure out what to do with all the nuclear warheads in america because there's like america has three thousand like it's us and russia mm-hmm. i mean we have an immense amount of nuclear warheads in our country i don't mm-hmm. know where they're at but yeah. basically those warheads basically were not designed to last forever right, right 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 so this computer is like trying to analyze and study what what are we going to do with we have three thousand some nuclear warheads <laughs> we don't could they go off could they yeah are they designed can we replace parts can we extend their life what is their life and has there been an answer <laughs> to that and there's no no it's not it's still like it, in process so think about that in our our country today we have thousands of nuclear warheads what if one just went off randomly oh my goodness in in a sense we don't know that's what i was thinking about when i read the story all i can say is if one goes off i want to be right in the middle of it because i don't want to have to mess with the fallout right (laughs) exactly so um hopefully we have no nothing like this in america but man i'm sure the neighbors uh when you woke up from that one you're wondering what was going on (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, this is the, you know, our life is built around viral videos in America today and in our world, right, Kelly? That's right. Well, I found one today. We got to try this one out um, and we should put a video of us trying to do this online. It's the bottle cap challenge. Have you seen this one yet? I, it is. Well, this I is all a, the rage. I seen a video today of a, uh, a star that is a, a self-defense guy. Yep. And, he, and he kicked the Jason the Strom, the action movie yeah, action yeah, guy. Yeah, is okay. this what Strahan? you're talking about? Yeah. That so is awesome. Here's what you need to know about the latest viral <laughs> video going across the world. We had because it's comparable kind of like Ice Bucket Challenge. Right. Some of these ones that we've had in the past. It wouldn't be somewhere without a new viral challenge last June in my in my feelings challenge took over the internet and saw people dancing in the street to Drake's track In My Feelings. Every year around July and August, people start doing the infamous ice ice bucket challenge where they dump cold water on their over their heads to raise awareness for ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. This time, things are get, getting a bit more challenging. Social media has been set ablaze with the new hashtag bottle cap challenge, which requires you to sidekick the cap off a plastic bottle of water. To perfect the task, you must place the bottle on a flat surface and fully 
unscrew the top by doing so, what's known as a roundhouse kick in the mixed martial arts. So how did it start? The call to action seemingly began with uh, boxing within boxing culture and went mainstream after designer Arolson Hugh and UFC featherweight champion Max Holloway challenged singer John Mayer of the weekend. Then John Mayer challenged Jason from uh, Fast and the Furious right. and the mechanic and he, uh, these guys. And then McGregor did one. Really? Uh, Connor McGregor did one, and so this is becoming the rage. I, I'm doing it. It'll be interesting. <laughs> it, it looks very difficult. I mean, I, and everyone's who's really popular, they're doing it in slow mo. So as like their wet leg is sweeping around, you can see it spin off and yeah. everything like that. I, well, the, with this Jason guy, I seen him do it, and I was like, "That's fake. That's not real." Right. But if it's if he's saying it's real it's real I, but that was just incredible what i watched yeah it, it's very interesting so we definitely i'm i'm excited and this one's kind of cool to watch the ice bucket challenge i thought was a little bit cheesy and isn't it amazing though just some of these things that can get set ablaze yeah. and that's one of really one of my life dreams is i could make lord just help me make a stupid video uh i don't i of, and we're viral one right now <laughs> <laughs> that would just go viral you know like that's my dream is like yeah. you get people that just make this one silly video this one thing and then just sets the whole world ablaze <laughs> maybe someday kelly stevens maybe someday i have done the ice bucket challenge i did do the ice bucket challenge yeah. Yeah. yeah which was kind of like okay yeah actually <laughs> the first time i did it my wife didn't hit the record, <laughs> oh. so I had to go in, dry off, and then come back out and do it again. But. I think my favorite one of that, I had a friend who is now passed away, uh, Ron Alk, but he uh, was in a hotel room. And he's like, okay, I'm now going to do the ice bucket challenge. And then you could clearly tell he turns off the light in the bathroom in his hotel room, uh -huh. and he dumps the ice in the sink and he's like oh it's so cold oh wow this is really difficult it was it was classic ron alk anyway <laughs> that's awesome and then yeah so anyway all right well moving on let's go back to hot dogs this legitimately is something i love to watch nathan's hot dog eating contest 2019 yes. i love it it takes place mid-afternoon at least in nebraska it seems like i'm i've watched a lot of these when i've been home in nebraska uh, for my grandma's birthday she's turning 90 shout out to my grandma but uh, always in the afternoon the the nathan's world hot dog eating contest fireworks patriotic colors move aside the fourth of july has arrived and that means one thing one thing only it's time for the nathan's hot dog eating contest the quest for the coveted mustard belt returns to its iconic location at surf and stillwell avenues on brooklyn's coney island major league eating is sanctioning the contest for the 22nd time joey Jaws Chestnut will defend his title as MLE's number one ranked eater after downing a record, okay, no joke, a record 74 hot dogs in 10 minutes in 2018 to win the $10,000 top prize. It was his 11th victory in the contest. And a trip to the emergency room. <laughs> oh I, I, I'm concerned now for these guys. So is someone going to die or get seriously I, <laughs> injured? I, I don't know 74. how you can do that. I know. I'm, I mean, I've been a youth pastor before and done crazy things. So I remember one time, you know, trying to have a hot dog eating contest with, yeah. you know, these youth kids that are bottomless pits. And I think when we did it, we tried to do a, a sanctioned live yeah. to the rules contest. And I think the most kid, a kid could eat was 12 or 14. 
oh my goodness, I, <laughs> there, there is absolutely no way. I so can do here's that. the rules because everyone sees this and like, okay, well, he, well, here's the rules in the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Major League Eating, this is a league, right? A comp- mm-hmm. official league. The International Federation of Competitive Eating have sanctioned the competition since 1997. These are the rules for the contest. Only entrants under contract with the MLE can compete. The field consists of 20 competitors made up of the defending champ, regional qualifiers, and any wild card qualifiers. So you got to qualify for this thing. It's not just any random person. These are legit (laughs) MLE eaters. All right. The contestant to consume the most hot dogs with buns in 10 minutes is the winner. Contestants can use any beverage to help. Most use water. Contestants have a a designated score to keep track of their hot dog count, partial hot dogs count, hot dogs count, Hot dogs still in a contestant's mouth after the time runs out count as long as they are eventually swallowed. If a contestant vomits, he or she is disqualified. <laughs> Ties are broken by an eat-off decided by whoever finishes five hot dogs quicker. That's awesome. So that's hey, the rules. Well, and and let me let me just suggest that uh, if you have extra hot dog buns left over from the 4th of July, we package them up and we send that's another way of getting rid of our hot dog buns. right right so just just it is funny i love it it is it's a great watch because if you go on it's typically on espn and they really ham it up like the broadcasters are really talking as if it's one of the most epic and serious like sporting events <laughs> that is happening and it is really a lot of fun to watch and i encourage you if you really want to get into it the science of it espn sports science i'm sure you could youtube it did uh, a whole little show on it and they got like a human anatomy and what is happening in the anatomy when someone is consuming this <laughs> amount of hot dogs. And again, how it, it, they do it. I mean, just is amazing. Well, and how, it's especially it amazing take them to like recover from that. Yeah, well, and they're sore. I mean, they're hurting yeah. and they have to, you know, it, it comes out, you know, like awesome. <laughs> it comes out. This is the modern Christian dads. We are dudes. Right, we? right. So, it, I mean, it just, it, it's amazing. And typically what's interesting is the guys that win, Joey Chestnut, about my size. Yeah. And the guy who always gets second place, Matt Stoney, real thin, small guy. Yeah. So it's guys that are in shape, not these you would think, oh, yeah. a dude that's 600 pounds or something like that. That's amazing. And then... <laughs> And then to even make it worse, I, I, I watch them dip it in water, to, you <laughs> yeah. know, and I was like, right. that, that makes me want to throw up just thinking about that. So let's <laughs> see. Will Joey Chestnut, Joey Jaws Chestnut become the 12-time Come on, Joey. Will he get that 12th mustard belt? You can do it, Joey. I'm, yeah. I'm a Joey fan, so I'd like to see him. Well, I, I just say right now, modern Christian dads, we should uh, uh, cheer him on, support him, and pick him as the Yeah, uh, another great trip for the modern Christian dads we're making on the list as we continue to build our uh, sponsors. We'll be making trips <laughs> like that in the future. Yes. Amen. Well, we're going to talk some spiritual talk because we are lovers of Jesus. We love Jesus. Amen. Uh, and man, that's our that's our passion and our desire and all the sports and other fun stuff we talk about. We love talking about Jesus. And I'm going to try and make the correlation here, Kelly, because we are in the midst. I'm an <clears throat> NBA guy. Basketball is my favorite sport. And we are right now in NBA free agency. All right. Started July 1st, NBA free agency, and pretty much the hammers have all dropped. The big news being Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant have signed with 
the Brooklyn Nets. That's the big really? that's the big story. That's the big news. Many people wondering, will Kevin Durant, will he re-sign with the Golden State Warriors? Uh, he had the ACL, the ACL tear. Not the ACL, sorry. Uh, he had the Achilles. Uh, Achilles, thing. yes. Yeah. Um, Clay Thompson had the, the ACL. He yeah. had the Achilles injury. It was a botched kind of thing. They told him it was a calf, and then he came back and tried to play on it. It was the Achilles, and Achilles sends you out for a whole year. Typically takes a pro athlete two years to come back fully from an Achilles. You think he will? Uh, and I, I, I say I think this is going to be bad. My prediction is this is going to be bad. Yeah. I think you're going to get he's going to get in his mid-30s, and uh, it's going to fade. Uh-huh. But anyway, I was thinking about this whole concept of – free agency. And so today our spiritual talk, I want to talk about finding the right team. Yeah. Oh my. Finding the right team. And let's just clear the board here. I mean, obviously the goal is for all of us to be on hashtag team Jesus. I mean, you know, when we choose to follow Jesus, we're a part of the body of Christ, which is awesome. It's, It's amazing. But yet then as we begin to navigate Christian, our, our Jesus journey, following God, I'm discovering uh, kind of the, the more I get into it and the more I look back, uh, it's, it's about building a, a, the right team around you. That's exactly right. As a follower of Jesus, that you got to put people, and we talked about this on uh, Father's Day, we talked yep. about right relationships yep, and right. kind of piggybacking on that concept, the right team that we put people in our lives that will help us grow and develop and so that we can become what God wants us to be. And so we need to have a good team, people around us that encourage us, lift us up, push us, kick us, punch us in the face, you know, whatever, gets us on the right track. And so we've read one of these scriptures before, but I'll read a few verses and we'll just kind of give our thoughts on finding the right team. The first one I want to read is Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25. It says, discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them towards acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some have formed the habit of doing because we need each other. In fact, we should come together even more frequently eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we participate in that day dawning. And I, I love just the the, st- the start of that verse where it says, discover creative ways to encourage one another, getting people in our lives that can help us, getting people yeah. on our team. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, when I got into law enforcement, I, that that was so fulfilling to me because I was on a team. I, you know, in high school, I played football and I was on a team and and when I left that and started getting into the business world, I didn't really feel a part of the team. So mm-hmm. I ended up uh, getting into law enforcement. And that really, that bonding and working together with guys and feeling like, okay, we're, we're, we're a team and we're going out and we're catching the bad guys uh, and doing some really uh, cool things, that was fulfillment in my life. Mm. And do we do that? Do, you know, do we do that spiritually? Do we value team? Do we do we view you know like church? Do we yeah. view? Is it going to church, or is it a team? Do we really take a team yeah. concept? Yeah, team approach. Well, and I don't think that we do. And to tell you the truth, we, and we should because that's what that's what Jesus did. He built a team. He built a team of disciples, and uh, it just boomed from there. I think that's a part of a problem with with some of our churches these days, and I'm talking about the church overall. Um, we come in, and and the moment we go to uh, struggling or having an issue, we we go to trying to 
pull back and we go to trying to isolate and hide, yeah. you know, and that's just the opposite of what we should be doing. We should be pushing more into getting with other people that know the word of God and can encourage us and strengthen us, you know? Yeah. Yep. I believe that absolutely. And kind of piggyback and going back to this free agency theme where when you really get on a team that you love, you don't want to leave that team. No. Uh, you, you don't want to separate it from it. And yeah. you know, these free agents, it becomes about money. It becomes yeah. about seeking selfish, you know, self gain. Yeah. Yeah. And so clearly Kevin Durant wasn't on the team. Yeah. You know, he was there for the championships right. that they won together right. for some of the accolades, yeah. but it, he's, he, it doesn't seem like now if he was willing to leave yeah. after two years, yeah. it wasn't like he was ever really a part of the team. Yeah. And, you know, as a, as a fan, <laughs> you know, you, you, when you become a fan of, of an athlete, the team that he is on, that's almost like that's the family. And so if they go to talking about moving and going to another uh, city or whatever, it, it, it does feel like betrayal a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's hard to get, it's hard to get past sometimes. So the value of team, the value of team spiritually is so important. And I've really tried to, what's kind of hard for me is because I've, I've had a few different jobs, youth pastor, worship pastor, senior pastor. Uh, I, I've had some great relationships along the way. Mm-hmm. And a shout out, I don't know if he listens to, to it or not, but a guy named Israel Lovato. And he was a guy who really came into the life of the church, came to know the Lord, kind of because a lot of our friendship and really blossomed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we still talk and interact on Facebook and I'm trying to encourage them. And I feel bad because I don't always have the time I would like to invest because right. we're distant right. and things of that nature. But I want to let him know. And I want to let people know who are really on my team. Yeah. Like you're on my team. I'm on your team. Like I want to go. Yeah. You know, I was talking to Mike. Yeah. Shout out to Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking about this concept of the day at Brahms. Praise God. Uh, <laughs> you know, like I want to get to a place with people at this point in life. where like, no, you're on my team. Like yeah. I, I will roll with you till death. Yeah, I'll go to battle with you. I, I won't leave you. I won't. That it, to me is friendship. Yeah, that's being on the team. And like I want to get to a place like that with yeah. people in my life. I mean, yeah. I can't have this huge team. Uh, Jesus had twelve. He really had a team of twelve and some peripheral people beyond that. But you know, those main people in my life, people being staff, people being pastors that right. I have that I'm really thinking more and more about that team. Who is my team? Yeah. Who's on my team today? Who's on your team? Yeah. If I came into your life and said, who, who do you have right now that's on your team that you can run to that person that goes to battle with you? Yeah. That's some, that's someone that can be honest with you because it's going to be such a benefit yeah. to your spiritual life. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, well, I, my team, I have a lot of friends that have been on my team for a while, but my newest, uh, uh, family of uh, team family, I should say, and I'll give a shout out to my uh, Steadley Elementary yeah. Bible Study guys. Those guys, uh, I mean, they mean the world to me, you know. And like you were saying, I would be, I'm ready to go battle with them, you know, yeah. and and fight for them because, and and then also share. Uh, it's so cool that we can have a we have this just this relationship to be totally honest with each other and say what's on our yeah. heart or, and and then if we see <laughs> see something that's going on that somebody needs to be picked up a little bit on yeah we'll do that that is cool. and w- and if one of them had a sincere life tragedy 
your your team yeah. chemistry and strength is beyond like it's beyond like and I'm praying Facebook <laughs> yeah praying yeah. you know like it's deeper yeah. than that right it's it bigger is. than that it is and this is the whole essence of the team and I was thinking about it literally as it's thinking about team I was also thinking about you know since I've been a believer a follower of Jesus and where I'm at today I kind of look back and I, you know, you don't want to live life with regrets, but I can look back and be like, man, I wish I would have put this type of person on my team sooner. Yeah. Or if I, if I knew where I was at today, I might've put, I may, I might've yeah. got someone like this in my life much sooner. Right. Uh, but that's okay. Cause we learn and yeah. it's life, right? We're yeah. supposed to walk through these things, but all that as I want to just challenge you in regards to Who's on your team? Who's on your team? Proverbs 20. I don't want Kevin Durant on my team. He's going to be gone in a year or two. You know, Proverbs 27, 17 says, in the same way that iron sharpens iron, a person sharpens the character of his friend. And that's when you know you got a good teammate is that they are sharpening you, that yep. they are making you better uh, and helping you to grow. I, I love this. I love that passage. In character, specifically in character, uh, and and that again, that's a tough balance because you want to find, uh, you know, I, I've called it before when it comes to like training kids musically, uh, the "Don't Ask Your Mom" principle of music. You know, like if you're trying to get better at playing guitar, don't ask your mom if she thinks you're a good guitar player. <laughs> yeah. She's gonna say yes every time, <laughs> yes. right? I mean, yeah. that's not really her role to be like, no, you actually uh, sound really bad right now, son. Um, <laughs> you know, she's gonna clap, cheer, and so we have to find relationships where we can't. We're obviously loving, and we're doing what the scripture just told us to do: meeting expressions of love. But also at sometimes where uh, we have someone in our life that can be direct with us. This is not a big example, but the other day, uh, it was Sunday, we had a family fun night. Mm -hmm. My wife had a bowling event at the bowling alley, and there was also a fifth Sunday prayer meeting for the pastors in the area. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I felt kind of bad because I was like, I, I kind of feel like we need to do this family fun night. Mm -hmm. And then this other thing, and at prayer, because mm -hmm. I pray with, pray with other pastors, right. one of the individuals was like, man, we really wish you could be there on Sunday night. Do you think you could, you know, kind yeah. of make it happen? And I had another pastor uh, who I, oh, I really do trust. He's like, you need to say no to that, Jeremiah. Mm. Like, j just say no yeah. to that. Yeah. Like, you know, he was willing to say like, it's great you got good intentions, Jeremiah. It's great that you want to be a part of the team yeah. and do everything. But I'm telling you to say no. Yeah. I'm telling you it's okay to say no. Yeah. And so then I turned over to the other pastor like, uh, no, I can't, sir. Uh, but <laughs> what, what he know, said. <laughs> people like that, that can give you good advice, honest <laughs> advice. It's like, hey, do this. You know, Just as much as I need people that can encourage me and bless me, I also need the, the, the people that can bring a uh, corrective word or things right. like that in a, in a healthy way, but right. still can give it to be right. like, Hey, let me drop this on, you know, let me give you this piece of advice. Let me, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Sharpening one another. Right. Well, uh, and, and as dudes, sometimes uh, there's a lot of, a lot of the guys uh, are workaholics. I mean, they put everything into it and I'll just say this right now, I'll drop this on you guys. Sometimes you need to say no and go home to your family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Amen. I received that. Uh, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 10, the last one here, it says, two are better than one because a good, a good return comes when two work together. If one of them falls, the other can help him up. But who will help the pitiful person who falls down alone? And just the concept of having a good team that ultimately helps each other, lifts each other up, that in the midst of you know, because we're going to walk through trials, we're going to walk through struggles. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I have no problem confessing it. There are just moments that you need that person to yeah. be like, I'll, I'll carry you on this one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even even beyond an encouraging word, that's yeah. like, no, I'll, I'll carry you. You know, yeah. that, that picture of the soldier yeah. who picks up his wounded friend yeah. and carries them. Yeah. You know, that type of, again, it's that type of team relationship. Yeah. Well, and in that picture of uh, that you see all the time of uh, Jesus with the guy that just looks like he's he's just exhausted. He's done. He's fought until he can't fight anymore, and he's holding him up, you know, and everything. That's what men need to be doing for other men, having that kind of relationship that you can yeah. carry that burden. Yep. Well, I'll walk through it again. I kind of touched a little bit of that on Sunday. The whole Elijah story, yep. calling down fire, taking out four hundred fifty prophets. Yes. Uh, calling down rain uh, through his prayers. And like three verses later, he's like, I'm afraid. I just want to die. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, what? Okay. But that's life, isn't it? It is. And for all of us, if we'll recognize that, we go from victory to failure to one day you're the the NBA champions. The next day, Kevin Durant's out the door. The franchise is now in question. But man, just get just get a good team in your life. Really think about and and hopefully I've explained some of it that makes a little bit of sense to you. But really think about a good healthy team who you want on your team because that's the other thing now is too is like I just don't want anyone on my team. You know there there's relationships or people that I just won't invest. I know it sounds kind of hard, but maybe not invest in that because I don't see that as healthy, right? A healthy person to be on right. my team. Right. You know, I was like, wow. Yeah. So we really got to think about that. Cause I, I'm, I, I mean, as much as I got to be worried about other people, yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, wow, I got to be most concerned about yeah. my spiritual health, life, walk, that's exactly because right. i want to make it bro yeah i want to make want, it to the get, end that's right get to the finish line and and uh so we got to have good teammates to do that good teammates win championships i mean to just kind of conclude the illustration man i as an nba guy i can look back getting older now i can look back at teams that had so much talent but couldn't win the championship you know they weren't a good team yeah, they didn't learn to play together <laughs> yeah nfl you know these kind of things didn't learn to play together and so i pray that over you individually man get i mean part of it is your church it's your individual relationships uh you know get on a good team man be a part of a uh find other god-loving men to to navigate this journey because it's not easy and to be successful you got to have a good team that's right on every 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 level for me it's as a pastor people working i'm working with people my board people that are volunteers man i gotta have a good team lord help me <laughs> i couldn't agree more i want the championship this year yeah, i, I want to hold up the trophy <laughs> uh you know and so anyway well done all those good kind of things hey guys hope they, hopefully you have enjoyed this episode of the modern christian dads podcast like share subscribe and we will talk to you next time Modern Christian Dads, Modern Christian Dads, Modern
modern Christian dads, modern Christian dads, 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 dads. Just a couple of dudes talking news, sports, and guns.